Hello, Bug Babies. It's Jack here. We're taking the day off as it's a holiday weekend. Uh, but we figured this might be a good opportunity to unlock an episode of our Patreon show. Oh, God, it's Friday, where we're watching every single TGIF show one by one in the order that they aired until we die. The episode that you're about to hear is our latest episode about Full House, Season 3, Episode 11, Aftershocks. Uh, for folks not familiar with Full House, it's an iconic late 80s, early 90s show about three apparently unrelated men known as the Tanners who move in together in a post-apocalyptic alternate universe San Francisco after the oldest man's life partner is transformed into a sea creature and forced to live at the bottom of the Marianas Trench in an unfortunate accident uh, related to wild magic. The episode we're discussing this week takes place after a terrifying cataclysm called the advent, during which an unholy creature known as Mrs. Claus has clawed her way into the Tanner's reality space through a gap in the fabric of time. And it's really upsetting Stephanie. We'll be back next week with 27 Dresses. In the meantime, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Have fun. Okay, I'm recording now. One. Thank you. Got it. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. You take issue with the way I'm counting. Look out Friday night. Come down to the show. Here we go. Full house family smiles. It's just the two of us, but I want it my way. We'll be here all night. Could be we'll be here for a year. Strangers to our life. How did it come to this? Oh, man, oh, God, it's Friday. Yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah, there were a few, I guess I have Why? a few notes since we're talking about it. Um, I didn't okay. like... And remember, it's no whammies. I know, I know. So make it That's why I'm going to try to keep these... Productive and funny. Yep, yep, trying to keep these pretty productive um, and just... Maybe spice it up with some like potty humor. I didn't love uh, the pause before the number three, just because it's not hard to know what comes after two. And I feel like as a professional podcaster, something like that is just kind of table stakes you know i didn't like yeah, that pause yeah. and then i you don't didn't think it has like... more to do with the latency issues between our no two i don't computers think that. Than anything i don't think that and i also didn't love um just to how you kind of made a meal out of the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> that's me putting on my fun vest yeah okay yeah especially after we said you know we've only got a about 30 minutes or so to get this done. We can't make any mistakes. We got to keep this interesting. And um, the first thing you did, your first instinct was to um, spend a really long time counting. It. <laughs> Ham it up in the counting section. Yeah. yeah. And then address it on the, the And then the address the it on the main show. I'm, and we have to keep it in because it's, it's a, a no big, whammies Well, I, we, we got to get some of the housekeeping out of the way, <laughs> though, because it's been a big week. <laughs> El Jefe has taken the show in a pretty daring dramatic new direction el jefe and dare i um, say lenny rips oh lenny lenny rips was involved in this yeah i think it's not just el jefe anymore 
it's El Jefe and Lenny Rips. And I think that's what's going on. It's Lenny Rips has really kind of put some kick he's in come El Jefe's He's come stat. in and he's like, <laughs> he's done a lot of like lore building. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in a lot of ways. He's pushed the show in a lot of different directions because sometime between, sorry, hello, this is, um, oh God, it's Friday. It's yeah. a Patreon podcast that yeah. you subscribe to. So <laughs> yeah. You should know what I'm, it is. We're hoping that your fans. You, you had of to do it. some kind of like work and us in some manner to be here. <laughs> but I'm Tanner Greenring. This is Jack Shepard. We watch the TGIF shows and we talk about them. It's January 2023. I'm a th- I'm a I'm in my late 30s. Yeah. Soon I'll be in my like very late 30s. Yeah. Re- yeah. Mm-hmm. About as late as you can be in your 30s. <laughs> yeah. Without being something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm enjoying this this sort of like world building that's happened in November or December of 1989. Something has happened. Something has happened. We should say El Jefe is Jeff Franklin, who always appears at the um, sure. start He's like of the Full House, executive producer, and or I something. think some other TGIF shows. Uh, but lately, he's been accompanied by El Jefe is our fun nickname for Jeff Franklin. Lenny Rips is Lenny Rips is actual name. <laughs> Yeah, that's just yeah. We didn't even we didn't, we didn't even, even suckify that or any spin on the ball in any way. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they've done something interesting. Yeah, they've they've sort of taken the show post apocalyptic, mm-hmm. um, and it's Full House. It's like it's a little like it's the sh- the show is Full House. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's a little like the day after tomorrow, where like we're sort of like brought into this world in media res. Yeah. With the cold open, having learned that like the big one just hit, the big one is hit, and we didn't. We watched diligently watched every episode leading up to this. Yeah, and Lenny Rips well, was like every episode of season three. Yeah, that's true. But I, it sounds like Lenny Rips is taking Kurt Vonnegut's advice, which I've talked about before in this podcast, which is you should start as cl- oh, yeah. close to the end of your story as possible. And so El Jefe right. was like, well, we're going to have to do a whole earthquake episode before we right get Right when to your that. little guy is about to be sucked up by aliens. Yeah, exactly. That's when you're like, this that's, is where we That's when it starts. Start. And so Lenny Rips skipped the earthquake, and we're just dealing with the aftermath. Yeah, he didn't show it to us. He just shows us sort of the fallout, <laughs> yeah. you know? And the most sort of like immediate impact is that Full House is Urkel. Yeah. It, Kimmy Gibbler. Full House is Urkel, comma, Kimmy Gibbler. Yep, that's a fine way to start a sentence. And please continue. <laughs> Has taken up residence at the yes. Tanner household because her her house is in ruin. Yeah. <laughs> it's been shooken apart. Yeah, and that's the cold open. So, boys, do any work today? Or did you just play housewife? <laughs> well, Kimmy, I called your mom. Great news. You can move back home. <laughs> your room's been painted and all the repairs from the earthquake are finished. Actually, they were finished yesterday, but somehow your mom forgot to call. Aw, I hate to leave. I feel like I'm part of the family now. Yeah, you know, you've only been here two days, but gosh, Joseph, doesn't it seem like a lifetime? And that's the cold open, and that's only some of the world building that they they did this week, and the sort of, like, lore Bible writing that they did this week, because, sorry, Jack... Jack won't engage with me because my computer has decided to make me into like a max headroom <laughs> robot for him. And he won't look at me when I'm like it's this. It's hard to look at. Do, are you able to see that? Yeah. And it's your computer. You still look normal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, I think I'm back. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. 
It's no whammies. It's no whammies. No, I'm not back. I'm still max headrooming. That's fine. No whammies. We can't make any mistakes here. Um, so Kimmy Gibbler is in town, and um, she's staying over, and they're hoping to get rid of her in the cold open, but well, she won't go. It's pretty. It's pretty. Um, I don't know if hilarious is quite the right word, but they're pretty openly hostile to Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, and even the adults. There hasn't been any really, especially the adults. Good reason given why Kimmy Gibbler's nice and funny. <laughs> yeah, perf- and like perfectly lovely seems like a really nice house guest. Michelle's like in love with her, yeah. begs her to stay. <laughs> uh, but that's not the only lore building they did. They also um, did a lot of work on like the Santa Claus lore. Did they? Let's see what she says. Oh, at the eight eight twenty five eight minute and twenty five second mark, um, the B plot is sort of um, launched with a burn. It's the, the the burn that like built a B plot is that DJ Tanner has a big zit on her nose right right before she's meant to play mrs claus in the school like christmas production yes and she tells us that mrs claus can't have a zit on her nose at the eight minute and 25 second mark because she's 612 years old joey i cannot be mrs santa claus like this she's 612 years old her face would have cleared up by now (laughs) oh that's interesting which felt pretty specific it felt like the show knows something about Santa and the Santa lore that I don't. Yeah. Or maybe has like, you know, just decided to contribute to the Santa lore, or at least the, the Mrs. Claus She's 612 lore. years old, so in 1989, that would be yeah, what the, the, the mid-1300s we're dealing with is when Mrs. Claus first is spawned. In the Dark way. Ages. Yeah, in the Dark Ages. Right <laughs> in there. It's like the the bubonic plague was tearing through <laughs> Europe. I yeah, think. so I wonder what cataclysmic event created Mrs. Claus. But that's a very interesting thing for them to add. Yeah, is a is an actual date in the 1300s that signifies the birth of Santa's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good lore. Because I don't. <laughs> presumably, Santa's like infinite. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> He's been there since the birth of the cosmos. Oh, so he's been in, and Santa is infinite, and then sometime around the Dark Ages, towards the end of the Dark Ages, Santa decided yeah. uh, that he was lonely, and low. Yeah. <laughs> and he came to Earth in the form of a plague. Yeah. Yes. And found his bride, <laughs> Mrs. Claus, and DJ knows yeah. that. And this is he- this is El Jefe. This is El Jefe stuff. This is not us. Yeah. <laughs> We're a mouthpiece. <laughs> So that's cool, and it's also El Jefe and Lenny Rips, by extension, have decided that everyone, I think everyone in their world knows that. It's common knowledge. It's not secret, it's not arcane knowledge that DJ has. It's just sort of, so it must be something that's kind of top of mind for these people, and maybe that was what the cataclysm was. Oh yeah, this has just happened last week. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what, and the, the cataclysm has caused various traumas. It's caused, it's manifested itself physically on DJ's nose in the form of a zit. Yeah, well, can I just, yeah. while we're still talking about that, before you go to the actual A plot, can I tell you the burn that launched a B plot? Yeah, I'd love that. At the four minute and 55 second mark, mm-hmm. um, it has been revealed that DJ has a big zit on her nose, and Kimmy Gibbler's still stalking about the Tanner household. Yeah. And DJ storms into her room, Kimmy's there, and she says, I have to be Mrs. Claus tomorrow in front of the whole school. And Kimmy says, You could always switch parts and play Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Which is pretty good, but then DJ hits her back yeah. with, What are you laughing at, parakeet legs? 
Yeah, that was my burn. I liked that. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Parakeet legs is choice. Yeah, really good. And because they like they pull out, it's like a really wide shot, and you can see Kimmy Gibbler's little like parakeet yeah. legs. In fact, it almost feels a little mean. It feels a little mean like, to the actress. Well, that playing girl like, has <laughs> long skinny legs. Yeah, some like old your zid is fake. Some old cigar chomping comedy writer of your in the writers' room was like looking at this girl's skinny legs and being like, "We can do, we can do jokes on this." That's, That's fucked. We can cut deep here. Um, I guess we're not only in our burn segment, we we are by extension in our hit segment that's called Gimme Kimmy. I'm Kimmy. Two M's, a Y, an I, and a K, but not in that order. I pity the fool who marries this woman. Oh, gimme, gimme. No, gimme, there's gimme, doesn't gimme. need anything else. It's already good. Gimme, gimme, yeah, gimme. Okay, the Britney song. Sure. Um, and so we've already said most of the Kimmy Gibbler things, except at the three minute mark, when it's time for her to leave, she goes, it's been a slice. I'll see you later, kid. It's been a slice. <laughs> That's cool. Which is very Jesus. cool. I think they're all just I'm jealous of her. That. Yeah. <laughs> they're so mean to her, to her face. Yeah. Like at one point she's just like, she's like, you know, making a little just joke just to like bring a little levity to the situation. Everyone's. Well, the A plot's pretty heavy. We'll get A plot's heavy, yeah. The A plot's really dark. I texted you last week when we were initially going to record this, but then your life kind of fell apart in ways that are probably yeah. too boring to I, talk I about. Fled. Yeah, and you just Should we fled. do Massachusetts? We have not done Massachusetts, but I'd love to finish my sentence. Yeah, please. Um, I texted you. This episode has a really dark energy, and if memory serves, you responded, um, "What episode?" I think I said, "What episode?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was wild I think because that's when you started to figure out that maybe things had unraveled in my we were life. literally 30 minutes out from recording <laughs> what episode you're, you're like yeah I was just thinking the same thing about this episode of my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, should I do Massachusetts facts? Yeah, now? now you can do Massachusetts facts. But I just want the listeners to to be warned that from here on out, nothing is fun. The episode has a really dark energy. So put a, take off your so fun let's hats. Get, let's get Massachusetts facts out of the way. Somber then. hats. No, 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 not yet. Okay. Take off your fun oh, hat. But, put on your fact hat. Okay, hang on. Take off your fun hat now and put on your fact hat, unless you're already wearing a fun fact hat, in which case keep that on. But get ready to take it, keep it off. On. Although you may, if it's a fun fact, cat, you may be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Every, um, everybody's got their right hats on. So let's hear a Massachusetts fact from Tanner. Tanner's been out in Massachusetts fact. In Massachusetts. I've been out in Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts. Yes. Massachusetts is what we call it on the show. Yeah. It's based on a meme. It's my favorite meme. Second favorite meme after the guy with the two buckets on his <laughs> Two blue buckets. It's not even a meme. That's just a video. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know you were like <laughs> keeper of master of the memes. Yeah, that meme belongs in a museum. <laughs> Archiver. I went to Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay, so far not interesting. On a two-day vacation. Okay. To stay at the MGM Grand Casino Resort. Weird. Um, because we had to cancel another vacation because Jamie had COVID. Long story short. Yeah. Here's what I learned about Springfield, Massachusetts. Home to Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Because it's where basketball was invented. Okay. It's where Dr. Seuss was invented. It's where the automobile was invented. Okay. It's where, um, what is some of the other stuff? Boston Tea Party. Boston Tea Party was probably Boston. 
Um, they invented everything, okay. and they're, they've got so much renown. And it sounds like it's a, it's a shame that Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, by the way, the media center of the Connecticut Valley. Okay, the media capital of the Connecticut Valley. It sounds like you've bought a lot of hype on just a two-day vacation. <laughs> well, <laughs> about an otherwise, I was, I was frankly really impressed. Unremarkable town. <laughs> So those are my massive Wait, those, facts that's it. This week. We've had the facts. Th- there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I can <laughs> I can probably drum up more. No, I hope people didn't keep their fun facts hats on for that segment. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Those are good facts. Those are the Massachusetts facts. Uh, now everybody put on your trauma hats because Stephanie has lasting trauma. Yep. From the event. At the 11 minute and 38 second mark, Jack is queuing it up now yeah. in post. Mm-hmm. Um, you will hear on the the sort of score that it, it takes a very like very special episode kind of turn at that point. There's some somber music, some like heartstring tugging piano chords. Yeah. Did you hear it? I heard it, yeah. Uh, that's when I knew that we were... Things are we were about to take a turn. For, for some no good. There's something yeah. wrong. Something's wrong. And uh, she always wants to be with daddy, doesn't she? She's clinging yeah, on well, to daddy. She doesn't want to let him leave. It's getting weird. She's freaking out if he's like late coming home. They decide to go to like kid therapy together. Yeah, I got a couple things about that. One, at the 11 minute mark, he's supposed to go to some work evening social event and she yeah. doesn't want him to go. I'm sorry, honey. It's for grown-ups only, okay? You can't go. No, I want my daddy. You can't go. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. And then he says, It's okay. It's okay. I won't go. I'll stay here with you. Okay? Everything's all right. And maybe that's why she's so fucking clingy, is that he is far too lenient. <laughs> yeah, I think they do, if I'm not mistaken, then do explore that in therapy yeah. later on in the episode. <laughs> but he really just gives up quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would need a good deal more. I guess maybe he's a better dad. He's noticing something that really is wrong. Oh, maybe. I think I would also say, oh, okay, I'll stay home with you. But Oh, really? I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be based on any, like, Empathy. I, I hate to say this, but yeah. I know it wouldn't be based on any empathy. I know it would just be based on the fact that I would rather just You stay don't want to go to this stupid work event. Yeah. And you could call and be like, my son asked me not to go. What do you want me to because say? Because of the, yeah, remember the hurricane, the earthquake we all remember suffered through like a week ago? Santa's wife, who's been haunting us <laughs> since the 1300s, suddenly kind of reared her head in a, and yeah. manifested and downtown San Francisco. Well, it freaked out my child and I'm not going to fucking work drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry I called her clingy. She obviously has something that she needs to work through. Uh, but we do learn that Danny is a Scientologist. Hmm. Tell me more. At the 15 minute- I'm not sure I caught and it. 50 second mark, Joey and Jesse are like, oh, you should have her um, talk to someone. And Danny says, what do you mean? Take her to a therapist or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a thing about Scientologists, I think. It's that they're, like, super against therapy. Oh, because they don't need therapy. They have, like, whatever, like... Thetans. Thetans or whatever. Yeah, but it's... Remember, yeah. Tom Cruise is famously, like, railing against psych- psychiatry. It's a thing. Oh, I just watched... Um, this is... I guess this is fraught. Okay. Like, a, a fraught moor we're about to wade into, but I did okay, just watch Top Gun Maverick. So did I. Uh, and I thought it was... Breathtaking. Yeah, an amazing, incredible film. No notes, perfect. And I realized as I was watching, I was like, I just like Tom Cruise. Love him. Love the guy. 
Yeah. Not a, there's not a, a Tom Cruise movie I've seen in the last 10 years that I didn't like. He lights up the screen. Leave the theater being like, that was great. He lights up the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. There it is. We're in the ball now. <laughs> Uh, where were we? Okay, so yes, they go to therapy together. Yeah, daddy, daddy, daughter therapy. They eventually, he's eventually persuaded. With a real no nonsense therapy. Therapy. She gets really right, liked right to the uh, right to the point. She says, "Stephanie, draw a picture and put some scary stuff in it." <laughs> Would you like to draw a picture for me? Sure. How about a nice bird? Well, I like birds, but what I'd really like to see is a picture of your family. You're in luck. Families and birds are my two best things. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, make, make, draw a picture and make it really easy to identify yeah. your trauma. Yeah. I've got one. For, for an audience of Americans. I have one idea here. <laughs> I'm going to have you draw a picture, <laughs> and hopefully you're going to draw whatever your trauma is in the picture. And if not, there's no fixing yet. Yeah, uh, but she does draw. Yeah, her so trauma. she drew this like real like bad wolf like end of Matt Smith era yeah. Doctor Who totally. like, crack in the yeah in the ceiling of her house. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Yeah, and she draws <laughs> like the Time Lords are on the other side of it. It's intense. It's like she draws. She like the therapist is like wink wink. Hey Steph, why don't you go draw a picture while I'm talking to your dad? And Steph's like okay, and she just absolutely crushes it. She draws a huge house. Inside the house are Stephanie DJ. Joey and Jesse. Outside the house is Daddy, and there's a crack in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's where <laughs> Mrs. Claus comes through, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could see her little fucking this hands. timeless bee glowing through this crack <laughs> in the wall. Yeah. Do you think it's Mrs. Claus, like C L A W S? I think it was at some point. Yeah, you know, like Coca Cola. The Coca Cola PR machine yeah. changed it in the nineteen forties. <laughs> And that's what that's what's bothering her is that um, she thought Daddy wouldn't come home when the the, the event happened, uh, but he did. Yeah, and, and there's a good chance he wouldn't. Yeah, it's cataclysmic. Cataclysmic. I think about that every time I leave home for like Massachusetts. Do you? What if you didn't yeah. come like, back? What if a famously like in 2011? Here's a Massachusetts fact for oh, you. God, a tornado ripped through downtown Springfield, Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> Cause a lot of damage. Like, what, well, did what, you what if that happened while I were memorize the fucking tour book? <laughs> <laughs> You're like Marianne on vacation. <laughs> I am like Marianne on vacation. I go to the immediately whenever we like first get to our first dinner. <laughs> like ended up a restaurant eating dinner together. I just immediately pull out my phone and go to Wikipedia for the town, wow. and I just immediately just start spouting facts to whoever to whoever will listen to me. That's terrifying. It's fun. Oh, the other thing I didn't say about the picture, if you look closely at yeah. it, that Steph draws, um, the sun is frowning. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't think something was terribly wrong. <laughs> um, well, that could be a reference to Super Mario Brothers 3, I guess. Okay. Those desert levels where the sun kind of like swirls around and drops down and tries to get you. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. You, you should talk about that with Cyril. Cyril and I have been playing a lot of Super Mario Party, and he is fully obsessed with Mario lore. He's given up on... It's funny, like, kids are funny. He's like, he was f deep in Justice League. Oh, and he's immediately adjusted. And now he's just, like, immediately into Super Mario lore, which is like, wow, those things are quite different. But to a kid, it's just like, guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, always um, like, Daddy, tell me more about into Mario. Mario Kart, and then we could play on Switch together. 
Yeah, I'd like that. Oh, I would crush him. You know what? I have difficulty. He would be absolutely humiliated. Yeah, I he has. Di- I have difficulty explaining to him that what he's doing with the controller is manifested on the screen. Oh, Miles, Miles. I think the whatever. <laughs> I think the year and a half difference in their age. Yeah. Plus our parenting styles, Miles immediately understands every video game he picks up. Oh, really? That's crazy. And how to play it? Like I, he's been raised on like iPad. Wow. So Cyril is just like I think it's like a complicated act of verisimilitude. No, Miles gets it for some reason. Huh. Maybe he's just really gifted. This is Dad Talk. Yeah. And there's no um, whammies this week, so yeah. So it's got to stay in. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, Better help, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store, so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Speaking of dad talk. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've got some dad 16 talk. 16-minute, yeah. 30-second mark. Mm-hmm. Joey and Jesse do a little, like, dad LARPing. They do a little dad LARPing, yeah. They do a dad LARP. Um, you're going to have to pull the clip. And I'll just, just sort of describe the the broad strokes to you now, yeah. even though it's playing over it. Okay. Now you go make your phone call, clean up for dinner, and you wash under those nails, young man. <laughs> yes, sir. And, son, <laughs> I know about those magazines under your bed. So that was the dad LARPing. It's pretty, it's a, it's blink and you miss it. Yeah, it's good dad LARPing. But then later in that same sequence... Danny says to them, You know, you guys make pretty good dads yourself. And I'm reminded that in the late 80s, there was, I guess, a culture-wide obsession with the concept of there being three dads. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, and also, like, 
Mr. Mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Just sort of this cultural obsession with men stepping into untraditional parenting roles. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. I mean, look at what we're look at where we're at now. We're immersed in it, full house. At some point, they're talking about going to therapy together, and Joey's like, "That you already mentioned this." He's like, "Maybe we, maybe like, maybe we need help." Yeah, and it's like, "There's fucking three of you." There's guys. three of you. <laughs> what do you mean? Somebody smarter than me needs to write about this. You've got my two dads. You've got three men and a baby. You've got Full House. I guess it was just a shift that was happening. I don't know. Some like cultural anthropologist probably needs to like figure out what happened. More more women in the workplace or. God, I guess we're already in the bog. Yeah. We may as well speculate. I don't know. I don't want to say anything anymore about that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I'm just going through the rest of my notes here. I do have a brief name generator maybe, which we should just do to kind of close out the episode. But I don't know how, as usual, I don't know quite how to do it. I think I had an idea for it, but then we didn't record a week past ahead. You went to Massachusetts. Well, let's... So we'll just try to work it out together. But the name generator is... I got that Western Massachusetts energy. Yeah. Okay. Right now. It's based on Stephanie's experience. It's based on the A plot here. But the question that the name generator revolves around is, why do you... Always want to be with daddy. Oh, okay. So I think we just got to figure out what the event was. I'm just going to... I guess... So maybe if you could just figure out events near that happened near you... In the last few days? I'm going to Google trauma to fathers. Okay, that's probably going to yield some hilarious results. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) I'm going to look at events near me. Events near me. Good, 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 good. So this, the thing that happened to me is this thing that I'm reading about? Yeah, that was my thought. And it's caused the trauma that makes me clingy to my father. Yeah, in my case, um, someone called Rodney Carrington, who's a guy who wears a cowboy hat and is a multi-talented comedian, actor, singer, and writer, has been playing, yeah. I guess, a residency pretty near my house. And it somehow got between you and your father? or I guess it's just made me clingy. It reminded you of dad. Yeah. Yeah, mine's similar um, at um, Jerry's Pizza. Okay, yeah. In Middletown, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas. The Goodfellas duo. Okay, well, that's scary. Goodfellas is scary. There's a lot of, like, mob hits. With a Z. Okay, yeah. Goodfellas with, well, hmm. It says Goodfellas with a Z in the headline on Google events. Yeah. Or Facebook events. But down in the description, it's Goodfellas with an S. But apparently they play um, pop hits from New Orleans styles and happy music. There's zero people going, two people interested. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe we can throw them a little publicity with this. That's me and dad. <laughs> the two people who are interested. <laughs> it's you and daddy. And I guess I'm clingy because I'm just like, yeah. well, are we going or not? Are we going or not, or not you know? dad? I need to know. I don't like, not to, not to press the matter, yeah, but like. It's happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, um, Connecticut? I, about Middletown, oh Connecticut? Boy, Massachusetts and Connecticut feel like basically the same Home thing Home of to me. Wesleyan University and also the brownstone mines where they mined all the brownstone for brownstone buildings in New York. No. What is that? That's just Connecticut. That's just a fact about Middletown, Connecticut. Okay. What's where this event where is? Where I'm going to see the Goodfellows duo <laughs> tomorrow. Okay, thank you for sharing that. That's that was more interesting than you thought it was gonna be, wasn't it? No. <laughs> um at the four minute mark, Jesse deploys his signature catchphrase. 
Have mercy. Yeah. You look great, Deej. Mercy. Uh, but he's... Yeah, a lot of catchphrase work this week. He's saying it uh, He's saying it to DJ dressed up as Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Which is weird. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that explains the Mrs. Claus lore that El Jefe and Lenny Rips have been talking about. Because normally Jesse says have mercy when he thinks a babe is smoking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think have mercy but is no. also something you say when Means Mrs. Like, Claus have mercy on my soul. claws her way through the crack in your ceiling. Yeah. It's like I know that like, my corporeal being is, is null and void now. Yeah. But please have mercy on my soul. Please have mercy. You know? Yeah. DJ is dressed up as Mrs. Claus as a way to sort of ward away this evil spirit. And Jesse is saying the incantation that you say oh, sure. when you see her. That all makes sense, I think. They don't. We don't really leave the um, the Tanner house. Yeah. But I bet if we did, we would see like streets filled with young women dressed as like yeah. Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And young men dressed as like Santa Claus. It's like it's like Santa Con. <laughs> this was the first Santa. This is the first Santa Con. Beautiful. And now we do it every year. Yeah. To prevent Mrs. Claus from erupting from the earth. <laughs> And it's a very special episode, but not really. It tries to make a meal out of the fact that Stephanie uh, is worried that her she dad's goes to one session her, of therapy. She gets cured pretty quickly, and it's fine. And then it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like the only real damage is that Danny did have to miss a work event that it sounds like he wasn't that thrilled about going to in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're still like the town is in ruin. Yeah, the town is in ruin. Like yeah. Kimmy Gibbler is literally living there because her house is destroyed. Yeah, that's true. And DJ has a zit, but it's just not a problem. No, honestly, like, you can barely see it on, like, high-def HBO Max. I couldn't see it. And I'm sure if you were watching this in, like, 1989 on, like, a standard 4x3 resolution TV, you wouldn't be able to see it at all. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, kind of a gaslighting theme in this episode where Stephanie goes to uh, Michelle. And she, like, the way she wants to sleep in her dad's room, but she doesn't want to do it herself. So she goes and wakes Michelle to trick her dad into thinking that Michelle is the one who woke everyone up. And when and Michelle then, like, wakes ben up... Ben Shapiro, like, yeah, yeah. logic traps her. Yeah, exactly. Into going into their, their dad's bedroom together. <laughs> um, but she says to Michelle, when Michelle's like, why'd I wake up? Stephanie's like, you're having trouble sleeping. Good morning. <laughs> it's not morning. You're having trouble sleeping. I am? <laughs> So there's like, it established itself with this like weird gaslighting theme. And then I was like, are they doing it to us with the zit? Because like DJ's talking about a zit and I can't fucking see it. I think there's one shot where you can kind of see it. You can sort of see it. I don't, and I don't want to like, I worry about you sort of like, you know, putting a hint out on whoever was the makeup, the makeup artist. Yeah, we've never been able to figure out who that is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, before we go, Jack. At the 12 minute and 56 second mark, yeah. before they decide to go to therapy, Steph and dad mm-hmm. are having a very special moment together. And he they're trying to like crack jokes to one another, I think, to kind of cut the cut the tension. Okay. Because they're like all playing pickup monkey, mon- barrel of monkeys together. Mm-hmm. She's sort of obsessively like keeping him around playing board games all the time. Yeah. To keep him within reach. And I think to break cut the tension, he, he she tells a joke, and then he tells a joke. He says, "Okay, uh, what's purple and lives in the ocean?" A purple fish. Moby grape. <laughs> he starts laughing very like ha 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 ha. Yeah. And she's like, "I don't get it." And he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't funny." Yeah. I don't get it. 
You're right. It's not funny. So I was thinking we could help him workshop the joke. Oh, okay, yeah. What's purple and lives in the ocean? Uh, Mrs. Claus before she manifested on the physical plane. Oh, okay. I guess that's not that funny either. That's true. I don't. <laughs> um, their mom. Oh yeah. Maybe he wasn't even saying a joke. He was just like yeah, reminding. He was her. reminding her of the um, Mrs. Tanner. Like what awaits them all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Bottom of the ocean. What's purple and lives in the ocean? I don't even really get what he was going for. Moby Dick? Moby Grape? It's a famous joke, but I don't get it. Let's see. What's purple and lives in the ocean? What's purple? What's pur- Well, let's name some purple things. Grapes? Grapes. <laughs> I think we got to start with some- It's a rock band. Yeah, that's not going to help. Don't start don't start with Moby Grape, which we've decided is a bad answer. Not grapes. Okay. Yeah. So let's st- let's steer clear of grapes here. G- give me some purple things. You just googled what purple things, I assume. Or did you just google <laughs> Moby Grape? <laughs> Classic. What purple things? <laughs> give me some purple things to work with. Um emperor Roman um, here emperors we would wear purple as a sign of Eggplant. their authority. Eggplant. That's like um penises in the iPhone. Okay. What's purple and lives in your iPhone? <laughs> Penis. <laughs> Lavender. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Maybe that's the best they could do with that setup. Maybe it was the best. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and I guess we have to keep the setup. Yeah. We. So if we've got to keep the setup, I think the best we can respond is Moby Grape. And I, now we see how he kind of painted himself into a corner there. Purple crayon. Purple crayon. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> we got to go. And thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me this week. Hey, thank you, Jack, for bearing with me. And thank you for bearing with us. Yeah. Fry babies. Yeah, we do love and kiss you every single day. Yeah. And what else? Well, you know what? This week we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called Aftershocks yep. by Full House. And next week we're going to be watching a little movie called The Quilt by Family Matters. Ooh. Sounds like it has some promise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the quilt. It sounds like a, a fertile playing ground, a sort of a fertile field in which Urkel could plant some mischief. Make a note of this. Make a note of this. Yeah. Uh, next week, when we talk about this, um, yeah. I'm, I want to make a bunch of jokes about quiet quilting. Oh. Okay. You know, because it's like everyone's quiet quilting at the moment. I don't know what quiet quilting quiet is. Quiet quitting is like Does it, is it... a thing that everyone, it's like. Oh, quiet quitting. I see. Yeah. 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 Quite quilting. Yeah. That's good. We'll work on okay. it. Okay. Me- let's meditate <laughs> we'll on that. We'll meditate on that a little bit. But, but that's something to look forward to, folks. Okay. All that remains is for me to say that this week, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And it's still Friday. Look out Friday night. Come down to the show. Here we go. Full house family smile. It's just the two of us, but I want it my way. We'll be here all night. Could be we'll be here for a year. Strangers to our life. How did it come to this? Oh man, oh God, it's Friday. Friday.